If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Garvin-Mayo. And in this episode, I will be talking to Erica Jones, who is a nurse practitioner and nurse educator who has been focused on self-care since the beginning of her career in healthcare. And she has been practicing yoga for over 20 years. She finds that her conscious practice focused on self-compassion helps her through challenging days that can be frequent working in healthcare. She has a published book, her first book, titled Self-Care for Nurses in the Time of a Pandemic. This is a short read full of practical tips all healthcare workers can use during this time. Please welcome Erica Jones to the podcast. Welcome, Erica Jones, to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. I'm very excited. Um, thank you. Yes, I'm excited to have you. So, Erica, let's start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself. So, I am an NP and a nurse educator. I work um, at a long-term care facility and also still in acute care per diem. Um, I'm a mother of two, now almost adults, 20 and 23 years old. So that's an interesting challenge in my life. Um, and I am focused on wellness for many reasons, but most of all, what I find really um, difficult is that a lot of nurses are graduating from school working in the healthcare setting for a short period of time, and then leaving nursing to go do something else. So I would love to be able to increase nurses' longevity and joy in their careers. I totally agree with you. I think you are absolutely right. A lot of nurses come into nursing and then they leave the bedside especially now since we're in the pandemic, you know, stress, burnout, overwhelm has been such a huge factor in our profession. And, you know, I always tell people it's not anything new, but it has been amplified with this virus. How have you yourself been dealing with uh, COVID-19, this pandemic that we're in? What have you learned about yourself? What have you been doing? 
to kind of keep your sanity, so to speak? I think that for me, a lot of my wellness practices have um, increased their necessity. You know, it's not just something that I do for fun now. I have to make time to take care of myself, to exercise, to do yoga, to meditate, and to be able to be my best self when I go to work. One of the things that I found has been really instrumental is the practice of mindfulness. And so when I'm in a patient's room and they're incredibly sick and I'm doing everything I can to try and help them, I need to be present with my whole self. That includes breathing, despite it being through an N95 or a PAP or, you know, how whatever gear I have on, I have to stay present and remember that whatever my patient's going through, I I have a little saying that I use that it's not my emergency because it, it helps me keep the focus on the patient. And I think that if I can do that for my 12 hours or however long I'm at work, um, it's going to make me a better nurse. And I feel better at the end of the day. Uh, What I think I've heard a lot of nurses speak to is how frustrating caring for COVID patients is because they don't often do well. They often do terribly poorly, um, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. And I heard from a lot of nurses who said that they felt they had no uh, sense that they were doing good working as nurses. And I know for a lot of us, that's a big part of why we go into this field is to help people get better. And so I heard a lot of despair from nurses who felt like they couldn't do a good job and be there for their patients because, you know, we had all these barriers of PPE and the virus itself. We didn't understand enough about it. And many people didn't do well. Yeah, this pandemic has brought a lot of things to light. Um, And, you know, I think it was a real pivotal moment in our career as nurses because nurses were feeling stress, overwhelmed, like you said, not feeling like they're doing a good job. I felt like it was a great opportunity for nursing leadership to really step in and rally the team um, to really figure out how we can work together to really combat this uh, this virus, right, and, and still kind of stay sane and true to our purpose and aligned. And you know, this pandemic is the reason why I got into nurse wellness. We we, we definitely are kind of on the same page there in terms of uh, nurse wellness. Now, why do you think? I know you were saying before that a lot of nurses are leaving the bedside. What are your thoughts on why that is happening? Do you think it's related to what nurses are experiencing right now during the pandemic, or do you think it's something else? Well, I think that nursing in itself is a it's a very challenging career. You know, as far as the pandemic, I think that there was so much stress and fear because it was such an unknown in the beginning. And you mentioned administrative support. And I think that in the places where there were enough funds and administration was on it, nurses did a lot better than in underserved communities where, you know, nursing administration was distant from what was going on. And, you know, employees didn't have the proper PPE or the proper support. Um, You know, one of the things that I loved seeing at a hospital I work at was the little bits of um, 
encouragement that administration would give. They they had, uh, you know, massage therapists come to the units and offer a little, you know, respite for the nurses during their day. And they would have, you know, there were tons of donations of food items and, you know, just an outpouring of support for nurses. And I think we don't see that except in the most dire situations. But it was nice to see that administration was providing the proper PPE that provided up-to-date training and information on COVID itself. And that seemed to have the nurses back emotionally with those little bursts of encouragement. Yeah, I also believe as a profession, we, um, we wear our stress and overwhelm as a badge of honor. And I think that's a real problem. We normalize stress in our field. The more stressed we are, the more patients we're taken care of, the more we feel like a hero, so to speak. So I think this pandemic really um, highlighted that. And I think it really broke people because it pushed people to their limit. Um, because like you said, fear, right? Stress, fear, and overwhelm together, it's not a great combination. But I think now this is a really... Um, important time in our profession where we, you and I being nurses and our fellow nurses who are listening to us need to come together and really demand that hospitals, healthcare centers are providing the mental and physical and wellness services that we need in order for us to be to sustain ourselves, you know, mentally and physically, because, you know, this pandemic, we're still in it, but PTSD is going to be a real thing, um, you know, in years to come. So this is a time for us to really advocate or exercise our self-advocacy muscle to really get what we need from, you know, our leaders, because it's going to be, it's going to be a thing. It, it's going to be a thing for a while. And like you said, a lot of nurses are leaving the profession, even, you know, nurses are retiring, nurses are starting their own business, nurses are just doing so many things and leaving patients at the bedside, which is only going to add to this nursing shortage that we're experiencing. Um, what are your thoughts on the nursing shortage and what's going on at the bedside right now? I think that I agree with you 100% that we are going to have to see a shift in how nursing is viewed as a profession. I, you know, it's easy to fall into that trap of, oh, you know, it's one more overtime shift. One of the recurring themes in my book is to value your time because it's really, I believe, the only wealth that we will ever truly have. You know, I can't get back that afternoon that I spent with family instead of picking up an extra shift. And it's so easy to get caught up as, you know, as high earners, nurses are always victims to, you know, can you pick up one more shift? And, you know, it's challenging when you work with a cohesive group and you know that one of them is going to be short if somebody doesn't come in. So I think it's a double-edged sword that wanting to be a hero that over time temptation that we do have to shift our view as a profession and, you know, make sure that we're honoring what we can do physically and emotionally and not working all the time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I agree with you on that front. But I, I think you brought up a good point about nurses picking up shifts. I think we all had moments where we felt guilty and forced to 
you know, we don't do enough introspective assessment of ourselves and how we feel what we really want. Many times we're saying no, but we feel so bad and so guilty. Um, and we, we really need to, to stop that. We, we definitely need to stop that. But it is a thing. And I want to kind of lean into something else you said. You mentioned your book. Can you tell us a little more about your book? What inspired you to write this awesome book for our nurses, for us? <laughs> well, the book came out of a couple of years of writing down essentially patient care stories, things that I felt shaped me as a nurse things that I felt um, reminded me of why I was doing this work, what the goal of my career as a nurse has been and how it's changed, you know, how it's evolved through the years that I've been doing this and how important it is to honor your, your abilities and not fall into that trap of picking up a thousand extra shifts. Because how many times have we been in a patient care setting and seen a nurse who needs a break? you know, who just, you know, that their attitude and their, you know, the words they're choosing are a direct result of overwhelm and tiredness and just having given everything that they have and not having anything left for themselves. So I felt like a lot of these stories illustrated key points that have helped me have a career in nursing that has served me and my family and also where I feel like I'm doing the best job for my patients. So things like, you know, the physical realm, how we can take care of ourselves physically, how we can use mindfulness to stay present and to calm ourselves when we're in a situation of high stress. Um, another thing that I've felt um, helps a lot is seeing things from the patient's perspective and making sure to keep them at the focus of my work because that's why I'm there, right? I want to be there for my patients in the best way possible. And sometimes that's challenging when your patients are sick and they're, everybody's having a bad day in the hospital. How do you stay focused and be that light that helps people get better, you know? And when people aren't getting better, how can you be present for their family and allow a dignified, peaceful end of life? You know, all these things that nobody really teaches you in nursing school. <laughs> um, yeah, so the book kind of came out of a collection of stories and then the pandemic hit and we were all like rocked to the core. I, I don't know about you, but I have struggled with panic, especially early on in my life. I had my first panic attack after like a decade listening to my hospital's plan for COVID, which involved building a field hospital and trying to staff this with another one of our sister hospitals. And I was thinking this is this is something we've never experienced before and it's going to change us. So, you know, and then hearing friends who had gone, you know, I have a friend who is in the military and who was um, mobilized to care for patients in Queens, New York. And uh, there's no way to describe that, you know, how a caregiver going into that situation realizes that on a daily basis, we're very lucky in this country. And we usually have the resources we need to do our job well. And when it happens in this country that there aren't the resources needed and that, you know, patients died, patients died every day for her. And I still can't talk about it without getting emotional. And I 
hear you when you talk about the PTSD of this pandemic, because it is a thing. Um, you know, it's stuff we've never seen before in this country. So it's going to be around for a while. And I think a lot of our career as nurses is going to be how to reshape the face of nursing so that it's okay to say, I'm not okay today. I'm going to need a little extra support. I'm going to need to take my breaks. I'm going to need to go for a walk. You know, those are things that historically nurses haven't, you know, haven't done. So it's, I'm hoping too, like you said, that it will reshape our careers and, and the careers of new nurses coming up. Cause I don't want them to experience, you know, the, the pandemic that we have and then leave nursing. Cause it can be a really fulfilling, joyful career. And, you know, I'm hoping that some of the things I talk about in my book will be able to help people have a better, longer, more fulfilling career in nursing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And what's the title of your book? You didn't say the title. Yeah, it's um, self-care for nurses in the time of a pandemic. <laughs> that's awesome. That's well needed. I mean, we definitely need that book. Um, have you started a book club or anything for nurses to kind of come together, read the book and maybe apply some of the pearls that you have uh, written? I have not. I have had um, some uh, interaction with friends over the internet. Like we had um, different wellness people come and speak. Um, I do have a website. It's called Salty Nurses Self Care. And, uh, you know, we offer uh, just insight on how you can apply these principles in your daily practice. And, um, you know, I write blog entries when I see things that spark my interest and other nurses doing exciting things like you and your podcast. Um, and I think that it's going to be a really interesting next few years in healthcare because there's so much out there on wellness and taking care of yourself. And I think it's well overdue and I'm excited to see what the next generation of nurses is going to do with this. Yeah, absolutely. And before we wrap up um, and get to the rapid fire before you, uh, <laughs> before we leave here, what's one thing you would like our listeners to walk away with after listening to this episode? I would say when you're in a position where you're stressed out, there's a lot of stuff happening all at once. I know we've all been in that situation. Maybe people are getting loud. Maybe it's, you know, feels like too much for you to deal with, just take a deep breath in, let it out and say, this is not my emergency. You are going to be there. No matter what's happening, you're going to be that strong person who's going to advocate for your patient and who knows that your core is not shakable. Awesome. That's great advice. Thank you so much. So we do a rapid fire on this podcast and I'm going to Say a sentence and you complete it with the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Wellness means? Taking care of yourself. I know I'm stressed when? Uh, my breathing gets shallow. My go-to stress management solution is? A nice yoga practice. Nice. What did you learn about yourself during this pandemic? How challenging it is 
to stay well when you're getting stress from multiple different angles. And I talk about that in my book too. I hit the peanut butter cups pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it has been life-changing. It definitely has. When was the last time you had a belly laugh? <laughs> Yesterday. Can you tell us more? <laughs> my son was in the ocean and he was like body surfing. So there was sand everywhere. And he came out of the water and he said, mom, there's sand in my ASS. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Erica, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, we will put a link to your book um, in the show notes and where can people reach you if they want more information about you and your blog? I'll head on over to salty nurses, and, uh, you can email me directly from the website. Um, you can email me at salty nurses, at gmail.com. And, uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Wendy, so very much. It's so nice to speak with you today. More than welcome. More than welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.